It's all about the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. Boy, come and taste the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. She won't give you junk food. I will give you sauce. Hello, what's a guan? And welcome to Tea and Talk, our podcast for moms where we discuss hot pepper topics, chat with notables, influencers, and share our everyday lives with you each week. We're all native Brooklyn Caribbean American moms living in the suburbs and giving you a dose of how we navigate life in the hood, motherhood, sisterhood, childhood, the neighborhood. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you do, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Now, do you ladies know each other? Um, I feel like Jasmine said she knows Arkel. Uh, Nana, do you know Arkel or Jasmine or vice versa? I, I do not. Okay, Hi, well, you guys... it's Arkel. How are you? Good. How are you? Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. And Jasmine, yes, Jasmine's my girl. Where is she? Yes, She's Jasmine's on. Nice to meet you. You know what? Jasmine got fifteen jobs so jasmine's actually at her job that she's doing now which we'll find out more about on the podcast so yes jasmine is so wonderful so is nana you guys don't know nana but nana's one of the funniest people i know and she's so smart and she's always talk about one of the most charitable people i know she's always giving back to her community um here and in ghana so we're gonna find out a lot more about what she's doing and arkel i have been a fan of yours since i heard about you which was it wasn't that long ago, but ever since then, I've been fangirling you. So, I mean, I love I love all the ladies tonight. I think the conversation is going to be great. Thank you. All right, ladies. So tell us about yourself and your business and a little something personal. Well, okay. So um, my name is Arkel. I am um, a mother of two. I have two amazing girls that are very different. One is 22 years old. She just graduated from college and she's back home. And um, I'm super proud of her. Now she's embarking on a musical um, career. She's in talks with a couple labels. And so that is her. Awesome. Yeah. And it's really something that I had no idea that she was that good at or even something that was so much of an interest to her that it can be an actual career and that she's really um taken her her own path with that because she went to school so she knows how to um you know to to understand her career she understands the studio she understands the royalties how she gets paid and so for me I'm really super grateful so I've been trying to help her navigate but let her you know chart her own course because I want it to be her thing I don't want it to be something that I'm imposing how I would do things on because this is her business so that's um the, the older one Jordan and um the younger one she's here homeschooling super amazing um a student does what she has to I, I don't even have to look over her shoulder she's actually always looking over mine to be honest she's she's really really on her <laughs> own but you know I am. Um, businesses in, in Brooklyn. I'm a franchiser. I've been doing it for 15 years. Um, IHOP, we own three of them in the borough of Brooklyn. Um, there has been like a shift in my life where I feel like, you know, the stores was something that my husband started and that was the family's legacy. And I was always there to support him. And I never really thought about what I wanted because what I wanted was to make sure that the family was, you know, always taken care of. And that was part of, you know, supporting my husband and making sure that he had what he needed to protect and take care of us. And so when he was no longer here, I started to figure out, okay, I got to 
build these stores and, and keep the family legacy, but what are your interests? And so I've, um, I've written two books. I have a production deal um, that we're about to finish uh, inking right now for TV production. Um, so it's just like a lot of different things. I've been starting to um, say yes to more boards and more trustee positions to sit on. I just became um, a trustee at St. Francis College in, in Brooklyn, um, which I'm really proud of because I like the smaller school. I like that they are definitely pulling back into the community and doing great things. So that was a, a good thing for me to be a part of. And then obviously my work uh, aboard um, with, you know, what I do with the One Africa Global. One Africa Global started out as just, you know, an African music fest and um, I was a consultant for them. And then it just, you know, after, you know, spending some time with the organizers, it was, you know, taking an interest in how they do things and just the misconceptions. And I didn't want people taking advantage of them because I knew what they were doing was amazing work. And so now One Africa Music Fest is now One Africa Global, which I'm the VP of operations for the entire organization. But more importantly, we now have, you know, um, a movie deal, we have obviously healthcare, we've done so much. Now we're opening supermarkets with that. So it started as a music fest, but now we have several different divisions and entities to it. So it's been a lot over the last couple of years, but I'm very grateful and very um, humble to say that, you know, God has been very merciful, even with the pandemic, things have changed. But I know a lot of people who were not able to have success in their businesses. And so you know, we reinvented, we did things differently and just found a, a way to survive in these crazy times. So it's pretty much, you know, me for right now. <laughs> for right now and more to come. That's so exciting. Um, so I am, uh, yeah, I'm Nana Isenakiwowo. I am what they call a serial social entrepreneur. I am the co-founder of a soon to launch uh, business called Fourth Phase. Fourth phase is a one-for-one -one afterbirth care kit for expecting mothers. Um, the goal is to create a box that allows mothers um, to have everything they need post-vaginal or post-belly birth um, uh, child de delivery um, to help them recover. So all of the things that you didn't know you needed until the day you brought that child home and you were like, oh shit, no one told me. All of that um, in a curated uh, branded box that we would provide and for each box that is purchased, a box is given to a woman in Africa through our partnership organization with African Health Now, which is um, the nonprofit arm of Fourth Phase uh, that does primary maternal health care uh, throughout West Africa, specifically Ghana and Nigeria. Um, and so those are my, that's my professional space. Fourth Phase is launching in 2021. Um, oh, Colette, you might not know this, but my co-founder is your best friend, Marcia Cole. Um, so that's really great. <laughs> nice, very nice, of course. And so um, so we're really excited about everything we're doing with that brand and, and all of the work that we're creating in the community that we're building there. Um, something personal, I'm the mom of a seven-year-old. Um, I have been in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom house with both my husband and seven-year-old for the past nine months and everyone's still alive. I think I did it. <laughs> That's a feat in itself, though. That's a feat in itself. I did it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, hi, guys. Um, 
Well, I'm a mother of two, a 24-year-old and a 22-year-old boy and girl. Um, I thank God for them every day because they are my peak, they're my joy, they're my world, they're my heartbeats. Um, my daughter just started um, working with me now after a long struggle. I am in the beauty business. I have a hair salon in the city, New Jersey, Nigeria, and Sweden. Um, I have a holistic hair care line called Core Radiance. And as you can probably hear in the background, some noise, I'm actually opening up a restaurant on restaurant, Caribbean restaurant on Restaurant Row. So I have been extremely busy and I'm just grateful for like all my blessings because through this COVID, um, so many have had to navigate and change a lot. I mean, I'm doing more stuff online and thank God I have amazing clients that were so flexible and supportive and just, you know, throughout all the changes, they were just like, you're going to come in, we're going to support you, we're here for you. And then this restaurant fell into my lap through this crazy time, but it's also a blessing. So and now I can bless other people because that's basically what I'm doing throughout all my businesses. I want to um, give them back and creating businesses, I mean, creating jobs for others and helping others in needs right now, even though things are crazy. But to the grace of God, I'm able to do all these things. So that's, that's me. And your clients wow. keep coming back because we love you. We love you, Jasmine. <laughs> Thank it's you. Not Thank it's you. not just the hair stuff. It's all the everything else that you are. That we love. So yeah, I I'm going to kind of merge uh, the next the next two questions because I think you guys gave us a little bit on how you started yeah. your businesses, but I think we want to know how you built it globally and how balancing uh, building a global business and being a parent. How you know? How do you do that? How do you balance that all out? Um. Well. Okay. So this is Arkel. I'll. Hi, Di. Um. Hi. You didn't bring me any food today, but it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm just. For me, it didn't. It wasn't uh, something planned. As I said, you know, um, this organization came to New York and they wanted to have um, a concert at the Barclays, and the Barclays didn't believe in the vision, and so I was able through my relationships to get them. The, um, the Barclays and the meetings and everything else. But then when I realized that, you know, it was so much more that was needed in, in their business. And I, if I insert myself, what I knew that it could be a great, you know, partnership. And so obviously we started in New York was our first concert, but then we went to London. And then from London, we started working with the Dubai Tourism Board. And then we went to Nigeria. So it was just all over. And as I went to these places, uh, different opportunities started to present themselves. And so for me, the businesses that I have in other countries was all part of the original relationship that I had with the One African Music Fest and other things just transpired from there. Not every opportunity I was able to, you know, maximize on, but there were some really good ones. And, you know, during that time for me, my daughter was in school away in New Orleans at college, but then I still had the younger one here. So for me, it's just all about my, my, Definitely my family, because my mom would fly up sometimes two times a month if I had to travel 
and she would come up to um, stay with my daughter. So she would do, you know, taking her to school and to activities and just be mom while mom was out of the country pretty much. And that was quite often, I was never home, but I was able to build those businesses, the relationships and everything else while I was in London and Dubai and Nigeria several times a year because my mom would come and fill in for me. So Arkel, did you have a nanny at all? I did. I had a nanny mm -hmm. for, um, yeah, my nanny was with me for 12 years consecutively. The same woman, she's family, basically, mm -hmm. has become family. She didn't have children of her own. So my children were her children. And so my nanny was with me for 12 years. But once I moved to New Jersey, she didn't want to come with us. She didn't want to be mm -hmm. um, up here. And so that's when my mom picked up the slack and my mom would come in. And, and after a while, I just convinced my mom, listen, you need to be here. I can't, you know, sometimes it was literally maybe a day notice and I was gone the next day and I would be in Nigeria or I'll be in Dubai or London or wherever it may have been. And so it would just like really haphazardly, you know, flip my mom upside down for her to have to just pick up and come to New York. So we convinced her to move in with us. And so she lives with me now, which is a blessing because the girls have their grandmothers 24 seven, but it also enables me to not think twice about what I'm going to do. Who's going to pick up my daughter? Who's going to just be here with her, which is the number one factor. I don't, Business will come and go, but I have to make sure that the house and my children are first and foremost taken care of. And with my mom here, I can do that. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, Caribbean and immigrant women, like we, we, um, the moms are always ready and there to help us. Like there's no such thing as like not having mommy there to be a support system, specifically like when you're traveling all around the world too, that has got to be such a blessing to have your mother there and able to do that for you. So that's nice. Um, and Nana. Yeah, I um, am thankful for both my, I'm thankful primarily for my husband. He is a huge trooper. Um, and, you know, when I started, I started African Health Now well before he and I met. And so he kind of inherited that in our, in our relationship to date me meant that you would also become a humanitarian and would be giving <laughs> everything you have to other people all the time. Um, and so for the past, uh, I guess, 15 years now, we've been doing AHN. He has, if I'm not, if I'm going to Ghana and I need to, you know, he will hold it down at home. If I can't take my daughter, then he will do it. Um, he's, you know, anytime I have to go anywhere, he's, oh, we just kind of maximize our schedules together to make sure that one of us is able to be there for her. So he's been, um, he's definitely been my, my rock. Uh, my mom, when, when I first had my daughter moved in with us for the first year and lived with us for the first year when I had Omalara and, you know, she then went back to Ghana. So we have, he is not a fan of nannies and or babysitters. And so mm -hmm. we just rock our schedules so that we can, one of us will always be available. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jasmine? Um, no, I just like I had a nanny for 11 years, but in the interim, my mom would also help as well. So I had an amazing support system. Um, just doing my business abroad, it just, my one of my best friends, she moved to Italy and we had a holistic hair care line together. And then she moved to Sweden. And then she was just like, why don't you come over here and let's start working together? So we end up starting teaching um, 
Swedish parents who adopt um, African or Hispanic children in Sweden, how to take care of their hair. And then we also started doing hair seminars and healthy hair care in Sweden. And then I had a really good friend who was who from Nigeria and she was using the products Core Radiance and she saw what it was doing for her hair. And she was just like, why don't you and Leota come to Nigeria and open up a salon and promote Core Radiance? And opportunities fell into our laps and we went to Nigeria and we started educating people, doing seminars, and we opened up a core radiance salon in in Nigeria, and that's how it happened. You know, you know, everything just happened by just amazing people that we have in our lives, and they just encouraged us and they believed in our product and what we do and what we give back to the community and to, to the people. So that's how everything came about. Um, so this is actually a really good question because um, travel has become such a challenge. You know, at first it was complete lockdown. And I think I was in your chair, Jasmine, when you were trying to figure out how to, because you were supposed to be going to Sweden and then you wanted to go to Nigeria, but you couldn't get back home if yeah. you did that. And it was just, uh, it was literally the week before they had lockdown. Yeah. Um and, it, you know, I always wondered how that went. We never had a chance to talk. So I guess the question here is really for all of you, travel challenges, how did the pandemic affect you from that perspective? And how were you able to manage those international business things that you had to do um, with issues not being able to travel? And we're going in the same order. Mm-hmm. It, it was difficult. Um, it's definitely difficult because when you um, are a part of something, you know what your part is, you know what your duties and obligations are. And for me, um, I have a hands in everything. So, you know, not being able to get on a plane and put a whole production together, be a part of it is, is obviously very nerve wracking because it's not going to happen. Um, obviously, because there are no concerts going on. So we just thought about how do we do it online? And so we did a lot of those things online. And it wasn't, it's not my production. I mean, it's a whole team. And so that is the, that has been like the saving grace having a whole collaborative team that like you can't, it just doesn't work if one piece is missing. So um pretty much we just started to say listen we obviously can't be in an arena we can't be in dubai we can't do all the things that we're accustomed to doing let's go virtual let's do it online let's hit youtube let's figure it out that way and that's what we did so i mean pretty much for that the benefits were online we started streaming everything um when we gave out all of the um the protective um, protective um, gear, the PPPs and PBEs. We did all that online, all the drives were online. And so we just had to just revert to something that wasn't our normal, but now is our new normal. And in all honesty, it's not the same obviously, but it's still just as good because you, you learn how to work within the means that you have. And obviously it's so much more cost effective, right? But um, I do look forward to the day that we can get back on a plane and just get out of here and fill an arena and have 20, 30,000 people in there. It's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different aura, but it does feel good to know that you can reinvent 
what you're accustomed to doing it. You just rely on the people that you have in those continents, in those countries, in those places, because they're the ones that are going to be able to help you do what it is that you need to do, but you can't be there to do it. So that's just basically how I, I ended up, you know, having to deal with the pandemic. Uh, actually, a lot of what <laughs> Martel said uh, rings true for me as well, because from both um, launching fourth phase and kind of figuring out a lot of our production and manufacturing, a lot of that came to a halt. And so what would have launched earlier had to, um, we had to kind of push back so that we could get products in and get things moving because a lot of shipment wasn't moving because everything was, everything being shipped to the U.S. was around PPEs and, you know, hand sanitizers. And that's what a lot of companies were focused on. And then from uh, from African Health Now perspective, where we were accustomed and were scheduled to be in Ghana over the summer um, to host another one of our health fairs and also to do another round, mass round of um, our maternity boxes and our maternity care programs, we weren't able to do that because Ghana shut down. And so we relied heavily on our staff in Ghana and then had to pivot what we did because essentially our work is around primary maternal health care, but knowing that those people are not even coming to the hospital and that, you know, with the, con- with the country shut down, what ended up happening was the average person who, you know, doesn't have access to clean water on a regular basis or the a- average person who really works every day for their income was now unable to work. So we pivoted and started partnering with other NGOs that were on the ground to do um, food drives, water drives. We um, provided like, I think one of our trips provided 800 people with drinking water by purchasing water sachets and allowing and bringing water tankers into their neighborhood so they could come and get water so that they can take back to their homes and, and use that water throughout the week or whatever. And so we just had to pivot. And I think um, to Arkel's point, you know, what the, as difficult as it might've been, what it showed you was that you had the capacity to, you know, make lemons, make lemonade out of lemons and, um, and, and also really kind of hunker down and what you were accustomed to doing. If, if the work in which you are doing is important to you, then you, and you are dedicated to it, you'll find a way to make it work. And so we just found a way to make it work. Mm. I'm I'm definitely same situation with me and same thing that Alcal was talking about. For me, it was like it made me look at things from a different perspective. Um, because I'm so was a hands-on hairstylist that I'll tell my clients what to do. Yeah. They'll come into me on a regular basis, and then now it just stopped. So now it just made me become more creative. Now I'm teaching, giving online hair to tutorials. I'm I'm milling out more of um, core radiance to my clients. And um, in Niger- in Sweden, my partner had to really take over and start doing a lot of things in which that she never used to do before. Now I'm doing online um, classes with, um, with the adoption agencies in Sweden and teaching people online in Sweden. And, but in Nigeria, it was, it was, it's actually, not going so well with me in Nigeria because of just all the things that are going on in Nigeria. I do have management there, but because I haven't been there for eight months now, things are extremely slow there. So I am having a bit of difficulty with Nigeria, but as far as Sweden and America, 
it's fine. But that too shall pass and it's it's gonna pick up and it it just shows me how that you know you might think things are okay because you're so used to doing it, but it just showed me that you just have to do things differently and look at things from a different perspective. And it just showed me how the people that I relied on and how much they are there for me and how they are so supportive. And then just to this time, it just, it just showed me a lot. And it made me now look at things, certain things from a different perspective. And as far as traveling, I used to be, I used to be in America two I used to be two weeks out of every month. So this time it just gave me a moment of just peace and reflection and patience. And I just look at my life totally different now because of this pandemic. And I've changed a lot it's of things. It's all about the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. Boy, come and taste the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. Check out part two of our conversation with global mompreneurs next week. Jasmine, Nana, and Arkel share with us how the pandemic has affected them as parents and their relationship with their children, and also what's next for them for the future. Thank you for listening, and if you like what you hear, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time. We sweet like a dozen love a letter. We wine better. We wine better. She won't be.